All right, lady, what is this? Hey, everybody. Uh, we don't stop. We can't stop. It's New York strong, New York tough. Ask engineers. Sorry, it's show and tell. Uh, you're asking your <laughs> engineers today. That's at eight. This is our hour long show and tell. This is our hour long show and tell, but uh, I don't know what day it is anymore because all days are the same. Time so, time got canceled. Time is has com has compressed and expanded. Uh, we got a one hour long extra mega super size show and tell. People from around the world come by showing off their projects. What are they building while they're staying safe at home? We're gonna kick it off with Kevin from DigiKey. Hey, Kevin. Kevin and Jason, I believe. And hey, guys. How are you doing? I got my trusty little helper here. Say hi, buddy. Hi. Hey, Jace. How so, you doing? Come on. Oh, a little mini-me. He yeah. looks just like you. <laughs> he, he is a mini-me. Did you 3D print him? No, I did not 3D print him. Okay. <laughs> but we did 3D print a light bar for your fire truck bed. Yeah. Yeah. So I built this bed for Jace uh, about two years ago. And I finally got to the point of creating a LED light bar for it. You want to try to turn it on and show them what it does? Is it working, Chuck? Use your other finger. There you go. Good luck, demo. Yeah, nice. So the beauty of this project is it was a really simple project that I worked on with your team. Uh, I was able to use the Discord chat. I'm not a double E, so I'm not an amazing coder, but you're – Discord people are absolutely incredible. They're always there. They were very supportive, and it made the whole project a lot of fun. Technically, so they're, technically they're your Discord people too, because um, if folks don't know, Kevin works at DigiKey, and DigiKey has helped grow the Discord community at Adafruit. So thank you for that. So you, the more you give, the more you get. Yeah, like I said, Discord is amazing, and the team that monitors the chat, they're incredible. Uh, so I would also like to say, you know, we're thinking about you guys off in New York and as well as every other place in the country. But while you're at home, let's uh, do some projects and see what, what kind of fun we can have. Don't forget, you can order stuff from DigiKey and they're essential and they're shipping. I ordered some stuff and I got it yesterday. I'm going to show up on INMPI. So if you're at home, want to do some electronics projects, want some Adafruit parts, check them out at DigiKey. It'll ship today if you order right now. Yeah. One thing to mention is... Um, We've been thanking our various partners on Twitter and more. So, you know, UPS did some great logistics for us. But uh, there's a lot of things that are happening around the world that uses Adafruit products. So a lot of the ventilator projects, you see a lot of the medical devices. And there's some days where we're ordering stuff from DigiKey. We're getting in the next day. Our building um, is working with us to make sure the stuff gets in via freight. And then we're uh, working different shifts, making something, testing something, shipping something, and it's getting around the world in the next day. So um, please pass on our thank you to everyone at DigiKey. Um, you never what, you never think how important a component is until now. And um, the speed in which we get it and the quality and just all the things that um, DigiKey and all of our partners have been doing, it's helping us um, provide the things that the doctors, the engineers, the researchers um, really need from Adafruit. So uh, very much appreciate it, Kevin. Yeah, and we, you know, we appreciate all the customers, everybody in, that anybody that does anything with electronics. And I would definitely like to put a special thank you to, to DigiKey's warehouse staff. I mean, they're still. Yeah, the donut. Okay. Oh, he just cut out. Well, he got to thank you to the, the to warehouse staff. Yeah, that's all that counts. Okay. All right, thank you, Kevin. Okay, next up, let's go to Melissa. Hey, Melissa. Hello. Uh, I wanted to start off by showing uh, on the circuitpython.org website. I am sharing my screen here, and I have added a couple new features. Uh, one of them is if you go to either the downloads or the Blink page under the sort, you can now sort by when the board was added. And Andy. so you. Ooh, newest. Andy. Well, we have so many, so we have to have now, like, before it was like, yeah, we have 10 now, we're like, we have over 100, so now you have to have. Yeah, more. let me show the Blink-Up page, since there's less boards, and it's easier to see the change here. So, awesome. I'm go. Nice. And it just does it really quickly here. And then the other feature I added is an RSS feed, and if you just look at it in text, it just comes out by this, but let me go ahead and share my RSS reader here. Uh, Which one do you use, by the way? Uh, I just went and got, uh, let's see, well, let me share it first. It was uh, Net Newswire. Yeah, I was going to say on the Mac, I like Net Newswire. It's 
And so there's 160 boards combined total here, and it's going into showing them all. And you can, as uh, new boards come out, they'll appear here. So it's really easy to keep track of the boards. Awesome. Yeah, I think this might be one of the first times someone who makes electronics or firmware builds has an RSS feed with all of the updates. Um, I've been asked about this in the past. There's people who are trying to manage really big projects. And they're like, well, how do you how do you give updates to people? How do they know that something's changed? How do they know something's been added? And there's like GitHub, there's issues that you can do and get notifications. Not everyone can use that. There's blogs that you can try to have and people have to remember to go to. There's newsletters that you can try. But you know, RSS, once you have this, you can do all sorts of things. So um, if folks want to, go to the feed and use tools like If Then This That or Zapier, and then you can have things email you when there's a new board. You can do filters. Oh, only email me when there's a new board from HiFi. There's all sorts of neat stuff that you can do with this. So thank you for uh, uh, making something for the makers. Nice. Yeah, I'll be adding an icon onto the website shortly, but I'll go ahead and post the link to the feed in Discord. Sweet. Yeah. All right, good work. All right, thanks, Melissa. Good updates from the Blinker team. All right, next up, Noah and Pedro. Extremely. Hey, what's up, everybody? What's going hey. on, guys? I like how it's yeah. here and emptier where you're at. Yeah, I'm going to get to the place painting. a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> painted. Uh, yeah, so we're prototyping a new project. It's a collab project with Brent. Uh, so this is going to be a temperature monitor that is going to use Adafruit IO uh, to monitor your core temperature. And shout out to Digikey because I actually could not get this part. This is the MPC, what, 9808? Uh, and I got it a day early, <laughs> which is awesome. So this is a NinjaFlex uh, band, and you're just going to wear it like this. I'm still working on the size. So it's got to go up to here, but uh, 3D printed case um, with the uh, the Feather NRF52840. And it's got a little reset tab. You have the slide switch to turn off and on, and a little USB there for reprogramming and charging the battery. Um, let's see what else. Pedro, you got this time lapse Tuesday? Yeah, so chat, uh, just plugging the blog for tomorrow. There's a bunch of PPE-related 3D printing stuff. One of the cool ones for this time last Tuesday was everybody's going to be needing easy way to access like doors without having to touch it. So this was a nice little retractable one that uh, was posted on there. And there's going to be a lot more too, like uh, face filter, um, uh, like adapters and things like that. And then on 3D Hangouts, we showed like a bunch of the medical uh, printing stuff that's uh, everybody's uh, like the what is the NIH the National Institute of Health yeah so they released like a bunch of like uh, they're not like medically approved yet but a bunch of things the ones that have that been actually tested that are being yeah. tested so we yeah. shared some resources and links uh, on so the, updated on show. face shield that we've been working on we shipped a bunch of these to the office so it uh, one of the things that the doctors complained about was that there was a gap on the top here so that solves that problem just filled it in and then this little uh, uh, what's it called? A little part right here clips oh, onto curly, the um, to the the face mask. So it's a oh. full printed things on the blog coming out for tomorrow. I like the fast iteration. Like people are designing stuff, and within a couple of days, they're like, "Okay, I got feedback from my local hospital. Got feedback from the NIH, and yeah, making, yeah. making rapid updates." So one mm -hmm. thing, these are the ones that um, we manufactured. Yeah, yeah. We made these as low cost as possible, but high quality. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were supposed to be disposable. Well, a yeah. doctor at Mount Sinai has been testing these. And today we just got the feedback and they said they're fantastic. They survived a heavy bleaching. Yeah. Um, they work great. They even gave us some feedback for some future ones. Mm -hmm. So um, it looks like we might have a metric ton of yeah. um, this plastic because everyone on planet Earth has bought yeah. up the plastic. So we're still making these for the, um, uh, for the New City. York City government. Mm -hmm. And then um, next up will be the various hospitals in New York City, including uh, the Mount Sinai ones. So um, it's neat to see that we can all contribute uh, something. The plastic that we're getting from is from a makerspace. We'll have a, a post about that. They were able to store some plastic and now transfer that to us. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much, you know, Pedro. Once uh, we get the plastic, we'll be able to make the plastic for all the ones that you sent us. Yeah. And then we'll um, either... Uh, donate or work with one of the uh, groups that has uh, the specific ability to get these to the people who need them the most uh, in New York City. So thanks for that. Yeah, and there's a couple posts too on like a couple of the resources where like the doctors are signing up that are requesting like the types of um, PPE that they need. So yeah, um, be on lookout on the blog for all those. Yeah, we're do we're using our logistics skills to help um, many of the New York hospitals who aren't great at dealing with China. Yeah doing that. So um, gowns, 
uh, mass. These are all the things that we're trying to get. Of course, everything is getting more complicated and difficult, but um, we'll be able to get some stuff in. We'll get there. Thank you awesome. so much. Thanks, guys. All right, next up, going to JP's House of Beards. Hey, that's right. What's going on, JP? Right. Good, I'm working on my beard. Oh, hey, yeah. a mask shirt. What's up with that? Did you yeah, that? did you know oh, I had this? Yeah. It, uh, it was made for me by the uh, Ruiz brothers, right? Uh, around that Ada box, and I saw it in my drawer today, and it spoke to me. I said, I got it. Okay, all right, oh, yeah. Okay, cool. All right, what's, what's hot? What's uh, cool? So what's hot? Well, that's a great way to ask, because I'm working on barbecue thermometers or barbecue temperature sensors. Um, I have one of these um, multi-probe barbecue temperature sensors that you can get on Amazon for cheap. It's like $25. It has ports for six probes and it comes with six probes. Right now you see I've got four of them plugged in uh, and it's cycling through those times, but this thing needs to be within a few feet of your grill or your smoker, or if you're using this for beer stuff or maybe bread stuff, wherever it's gonna be, it's gonna be. Uh, however, it broadcasts in Bluetooth. So if you check out my screen share right now, you'll see I have Clue that's running a little uh, library that Dan Halbert wrote that's called IBBQ. Uh, and it is using a protocol that a number of different manufacturers of these um, temperature sensor barbecue probes use. Uh, and right now I just have it cycling through the, the six temperatures. So you'll see that purple one is pretty high. That's because that probe is sitting underneath a pretty hot Raspberry Pi computer over here. Uh, the ones that say no probe, I don't have anything plugged in. And then the rest of them are mostly the ambient temperature of, of my workshop. Um, so this is kind of the uh, prototype version of what can we do with bringing in uh, temperature values over Bluetooth. And then we've got a bunch of great ideas for science experiments we'll be able to do and a guide for this, uh, as well as other practical uh, uses, maybe ways to plot the, the multiple probe readings. Um, so that's what I'm up to. And I'll be uh, doing more on my uh, show tomorrow, John Park's workshop at one o'clock uh, Pacific time, four o'clock Eastern time. Um, and that's what I got. All right. All right. And then one last thing, um, all of the team members that do shows, Noam Pedro, JP, and then also uh, Katni and Scott who are on shows, but they're going to uh, help out with show and tell. So we're going to have many show and tells with many of the, the cast and characters that you like. So uh, watch yeah. for JP to announce this. So there'll be like a mini show and tell. Noah Pedro will do one. And that's just in case Lady Ada and I have to take care of things either at the Adafruit Factory or with New York City, or if we just get diverted to some type of urgent thing where we can't do um, a show. So we want to make sure everyone knows nothing's weird, nothing's going wrong. We just want to make sure time. that we have coverage. And also it might just be uh, something we continue to do. Every week you can uh, watch JP show and then on a show and tell with them. Yeah, that's right. It'll be a, a experimental one of those tomorrow, maybe a half hour after my regular show ends. I'll uh, I'll uh, fire up the show and tell mechanism and anyone that wants to come by and show something, uh, please come by and uh, and help me out in figuring out how to run one of these. So that'll be right. my regular show. Yeah, it, it only took me 10 years. So <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of things you learned that you get to pass on, which uh, yeah. should make it easier, but it's never that easy to, to broadcast stuff live. There's always gotchas. Okay, good hey, stuff coming from JP. All right, next up, Aaron. Hey, Aaron. Hey, how are you? What's going on in your workshop? Uh, let's see, I'm kind of getting to all the old projects that have been on my shelf for a while. Um, I, I found a this old chimey radio at a thrift store for like 10 bucks a while ago and it didn't work. So uh, this week I cracked it open just, uh, just for funsies to see like what was in there. And it's pretty cool looking. Like it has all kinds of old nifty neat, uh, I don't know, components and things. And uh, I wiggled it around a whole bunch and I got my soldering iron out and I soldered together like one loose connection and I freaking fixed it. No so, way, good work. Yeah, <laughs> I was astonishing myself. So it lights up and then let's see if it'll. <laughs> so exciting. That's a good kind of fun. I haven't listened to the radio in so long. I don't listen to the radio very much anymore, but like it, it's making me feel like connected in a strange way to uh, like, local community. Especially with a radio that looks like that. You kind of feel like it's an experience, right? You're like, I like to listen to the radio phone. Right, and then you're finding the finding the station and dialing it right in and messing with the antenna and all that stuff. It's it's a lot of fun. I got it to. Uh, I, I was thinking about putting some 
more modern electronic components inside and seeing if I could control, I don't know, like Pandora with it or something like that. But I'm not sure if I want to do that now because I have a radio. So I know, it's kind of <laughs> nice. Uh, well, maybe we'll come up with a project where it's like you can have it in one mode or the other, so that way you're not. Uh... I think so. Maybe, yeah. Like I've got an AM FM switch here. Maybe if it's on AM, it'll it'll play Pandora. If it's on FM, it'll play FM. I don't know, but uh, it's just kind of fun. So I want to show it off. All right, great work, Aaron. Good work repairing the radio. Nice. Okay, sweet. Next up, Brent. Hello. Darn it! I want a radio, not a packet radio. I have no audio radios. Um. So if you're stuck at home, like everybody is right now, a good type of project to do is an IoT project. And with CircuitPython, it's really easy. And so we have a lot of different types of transports, which is a way to send your bits and bytes to the internet. So we have BLE with a clue. We have Ethernet now. We have LoRa and LoRaWAN. And we have Wi-Fi, but what we don't have is something that can be used outside. So if you're building a project like a mailbox checker or something that sits outside to monitor wildlife, um, you don't need to be tethered to a router or a gateway or a hotspot or a LoRa packet radio. Um, you can use cellular. So um, I've been working on a phono module for, uh, this is a phono 808. It's a phono module it's a cellular module with a GPS antenna on it. And it's a 2G antenna, so it's not 3G or 4G, but it's fast enough. I think it's 200 kilobits, kilobits per second. And it's also really low power, so you can send um, data for IoT projects over MQTT, which is also low power. And um, it's something I'm working on. It's something I'm ready to release very soon. Coming soon, cellular. I think it's, been, it's actually one of our oldest issues is somebody wanting it. And what's cool is because you've already written the Wi-Fi and Ethernet support for sockets and requests, um, that's all going to come for phone. So it'll be so easy to like get a web page, post data to Adafruit.io. It'll all just kind of magically work as easily as Python works. Yeah, like if you want to build a project and test it out with Wi-Fi for stability, before you move on to Fona, you can just replace a few lines of code in your set. Okay, can't wait. Ooh, okay, All right. next up, let's go to uh, I Chris to, Young. Yeah, okay. let's go to Chris Young, and then we're going to go to Geekmon Projects. Okay, Chris. Hey, good hey, Chris. to see you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you've seen me um, fly a drone using my wheelchair control stick, and of course, Bill's using the freedom wing that he developed for Xbox control, but I whipped up a thing today that allows you to use my wheelchair control as a mouse controller. And so I've got that working right now. If you can put up my screen share, here I'll show you. Oh, neat, are you using that right now? Yeah. Now, so normally I use the mouse. The wheelchair. Can you see the, the cursor at all? Yeah. yeah. Okay, normally this is me moving it using my ultimate remote. And you can see it's one speed, it's kind mm -hmm. of jerky, it's not really very useful. Yeah. But uh, by using the wheelchair control stick. So you just switch modes. Or, uh, hang on a second, hit the wrong button. So you can do more shapes and it's more fluid. Oh wow, this is, that's pretty good. Uh, it's interesting how, um, you know, when somebody first starts an, a new way of interfacing, it's tough, but like you have so much um, dexterity yeah. with this joystick. Like I can't even draw that good with a mouse. Wow, this is really good. This is neat. And so for the folks that are wondering, there's um, the Freedom Wing, and that allows wheelchairs to control lots of things. Like Chris said, there's drones. Uh, normally, you know, you'd want to play like video games with it, but you can, if, if that's your interface for most things, is now unlocked the rest of the world, and now Chris can uh, draw cool pictures. So does this make it a lot faster for you to use software? You just because you've got this optimal definitely. Now, um, especially oh, for things like work, um, I've got here a Fusion Three Hundred and Sixty. This is a little uh, cookie cutter I made for Easter, little Easter Bunny, and um, it's a lot easier to uh, be able to freehand move the mouse around. Oh yeah. 
and do things smoothly with it. Um, and so, anyway, it's um, it's been really handy. I'm looking forward to trying playing some games with it. Awesome. All right, well, good to see you, and happy Easter, Chris, if we don't see okay. you yeah. in a couple weeks. Thanks so much, Chris. All right, All right let me here. Next up, we're going to go to... Geekmon projects and Geek I believe, yeah last week Geekmon was on and I said hey we're a fan of your new um, store and company why don't you come back and show it off and sure enough you did okay what you got all right thank you guys so much so I brought in um well by the way this is uh an LED dress I made controlled by uh the by um blue fruit uh, by circuit playground blue fruit that um because it's all connected. Um, everything with Bluetooth and your Bluefruit app is so easy to connect um, to the internet, make it all IoT. But um, these are the bags and backpacks that I developed and I'm selling under my line called Bright Wearables. And um, initially, when I first designed it, um, they were designed to uh, create an easily codable, wearable, modular system where you can take any kind of different styles of bag and take the bright, uh, there you go, left to right. Take a circuit board called the bright board that has a circle of LEDs and it's controlled by a micro bit initially. And then, and so you can, you know, change colors, patterns and, you know, code it and swap it from one bag to another. And then while our codable wearables that make it a lot of fun to take your projects with you. And then you guys developed um, the clue, which is compatible with, uh, which is compatible with the microbit pinout and can control LEDs just as easily. And um, in the last day, I hope it's still working. It was working as of 10 minutes ago. I actually took this um, clue and connected it to the internet. Actually, oh, there we go. Let's see. I see um, it's actually connected to Discord. So if this is working right, and now, of course, right on live cam, it's decided to go wonky. But um, let me see what's going on here. Uh, it's connected. Oh, come on. Try it. Liz, try it again. <laughs> it, um, Liz is typing, Liz is typing oh, a color. Yeah. So they're, yeah. they're adding you. And they, yeah. oh, I think it's because they want to, they use one of your names. There was. I try it with bright wearables. Yeah. Try it with bright wearables. It should work with Geekman projects, yeah. but try it with bright wearables. But if you, yeah, if you, I created a bot, thanks to Sean, that actually can read messages from the live broadcast chat channel in the Discord server. It then, I've got a Node-RED server running on my other computer at home, which reads those messages. And yes, yes, it's working. Thank you. Not only do the lights and the image turn blue, but you can see the username. I don't know if you can read that of the yeah. uh, person who posted the message. So this, uh, is it won't this is like a big deal. Like that that's normally the most impossible project to do and you're doing it. You guys are so awesome. Let me explain to you how, first of all, I barely know anything about Discord. It was so easy to go in and get an API key. Uh, Node-RED makes it really easy. And this is using Adafruit IO because my Node-RED server takes the messages, um, parses out just the username, just to keep it small, parses out the username and the color, uploads it to the Adafruit IO. And then because of your Bluefruit app, which I love, let me show you, it's running right now on my, this is on my iPad for the dress. Um, it connects to an MQTT server right there. So I can directly, you know, you can take your phone, your iPad or anything and just read it, uh, an MQTT feed from anywhere you are. And if, you know, with a Bluetooth device, you could actually, you know, respond to uh, a Discord server from anywhere. Anyway, you guys are awesome for making this. Okay, amazing demo. We love making things that allow people to make things. So Geek Mom is powerful. This is great. You, you guys together for that project. I know how hard that is a few years ago. I know how impossible API that is. APIs are tough to, yeah. to piece them. Uh, they still are. You guys managed to make it so we can bypass most of it. So I very much appreciate all the tools you guys have created and they work beautifully. They really okay. do. I can't wait till I have okay. Wi-Fi Well, please make sure you put um, links to your store and everything in the uh, chat. So while we're all going through this interesting time period, Together, everyone, if you have stores and you have things that you're making, you have things that you're selling, don't hold back. Please put it in the community locations. Everyone wants to help everyone. Everyone wants to support everyone. See all those blinky things in the back for Geek Mom? You want those? You can buy it. 
Aren't those, aren't those nice? <laughs> you, you could like it. We, you, could, you could hit like, you could buy it. We might end up doing like the QVC of uh, maker. Companies <laughs> so, great. I'll be on. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys. Thank bye, you so bye. much. Thank you so much, Eva. Okay. okay. Next, uh, bye. Check in with we'll Sophie. Sophie. And then we'll go to Sophie, then we're going to go to Liz. All right, Sophie. Hi, Sophie. Hi. 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 Oh, it's so good to see you. Um, so I was, I think the last time I was on, I was showing my talisman project, which is going to be um, something like this with yeah. a glowing green orb inside. But it's going to be this big. Yeah. And um, this was the prototype that I made for um, for the LED section of it, which I wanted to be all PCBs. And I think the last time I was here, I was showing these milled PCBs that I made on the Bantam mill. And um, I'd gotten them to work together so I could plug them one into the next one and they will light up as a chain. So I just went forward from there and I started making the heck the pentagonal boards oh. each side of this dodecahedron and I got those to work and yesterday um, well last week I ended up milling 11 of these boards and connecting them all together and yesterday I actually got them all put together as one dodecahedron. that looks so cool I love that you have you know you even put that little um effect in the center like the little flower yeah i figure it was so blank i just decided to put some kind of art oh, okay. it really fills the room okay so <laughs> it really lights up let's go live demo yay <laughs> so yeah i'm it and when it starts doing the chase you can see it kind of crawling around the whole yeah. thing which is like amazing to me. I I know so little about designing circuit boards. I can't even believe I got this far. Well, this, but, you did a great job and it looks good and it works. So yeah, now you're ready to do maybe the part that's easier for you, which is the mapping of the LEDs and 3D. Yeah. yeah. So now, I mean, it's basically like a NeoPixel strip. So all I have to do is connect it to whatever board I want to. Right now I have an Itsy Bitsy M0 Express, but I was thinking of doing um, uh, which side is this? I was thinking of doing a prop maker feather wing so that it could add more things on later if I want to do some accelerometer kind of control or anything like that. So yeah, it's basically just a NeoPixel strip in the form of a dodecahedron now. Nice work. All right. right on. Thanks, All Sophie. Right. Thank you so much, Sophie. And you know, um, it's really good to see you. Nice to see some familiar faces. It's so good and to see you. And uh, we're on your Instagram, so we're, we keep track of uh, you as well. So. Oh, awesome. Take Bye care, you. guys. Okay, Bye -bye. you too. All right, so next up, we're going to go to Liz. Hello, Hi, Liz. Liz. Hey, how are you? Hello. How are the cats? They're good. They're good. Been napping a bit. I don't know if they like me home so much, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, all the pet, all the pets are going to get together and be like, all right, you guys. We're tired of this. Yeah. This is a little much. <laughs> Loved it. Like, no, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, a couple weeks ago, I had started working on the pedometer project with the clue. Um, and so I'm starting to back up on that. Uh, next thing I'm going to add uh, is being able to dim the screen by uh, pressing one of the buttons. Um, I was trying to add it right before, but I was running into problems. So I uh, stopped. So hopefully next week I'll have that. Um, but then another thing I started working on is a friend of mine asked like, if it would be possible to make a DIY uh, metronome. Uh, so today I took a 555 timer with an LM386 and I started playing around with it a little bit. I haven't played too much with analog circuitry, so I don't really know what I'm doing, but that's kind of fun. Um, so I'm using this pot and I don't know if you can hear the speaker, but yeah, so I can increase the speed. So just getting started with that, but it was fun to play around with. Uh, I'll see where it goes Last from there. Wi-Fi project. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, metronome. All right. Good Thank you so much, Liz. Yeah. Have a good one. Liz. All right. Next up, we're going to go to Scott, who is on the Adafruit team. Hey, Scott. And Scott's just got here, so we're going to skip around a little bit. Hello. Hello. How are you? Okay. You, you can't hear me if I lean away. I'm doing all right. I was happy to make it in. I've The show and tell has been so busy that I think I've missed it a, the last week or two. Um, but what I wanted to show off is an old radio as well. It's, it's old, old radio. It's old radio day. Oh, that's cool. 
Um, unfortunately, this one does not work, and there is definitely not like a wire that I just have to to put back together. I wish it was that easy and it worked, but um, this is an old Zenith uh, Royal three thousand. I've taken the guts of it out of the body, um, and one thing that's definitely intimidating for me is that it's it's all point to point, so there's no PCBs in here at all. Um, it's just all in here, and the craziest section is like. Is this piece here? Yeah, um, little bonkers. It's for all the different modes. So there's a, you turn this and it kerchunks between all the different modes that it supports. Um, and it's all like germanium transistors and, and stuff like that. So I, I powdered up, it doesn't take any current, but there's some test points on the back here these are the test points. Yeah. And I was looking in the the like service manual and they're like, oh yeah, these should be like, you know, somewhere around a volt, uh, depending on which ones they are. And I'm piping it nine volts and like six of the seven are nine volts. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's going to take some work. Uh, I really want, I wanted to do similar to what Aaron was talking about. And I wanted to pipe in, uh, pipe in like Bluetooth audio um as one of the channels so i'm hoping i can at least get the like audio amp circuit going but uh, i don't even know if i'll be able to do that all right good stuff okay and then do you, do you have another radio to show off or uh i don't have another radio but i did want to say that i'm because we have so much home time i'm studying for the the ham radio license stuff okay so I've read the the section on the technicians stuff and I'm reading the general and I'm going to follow your advice and do the hamstudy.org uh, as a way to practice it all up. But, I'll tell um, you, I didn't even read the book. I just, I just did the ham study and I just kind of. Yeah. But see, I think, you know, you know a lot more stuff than I yeah, do. I, mean, so. I, I was like, I'm just not going to remember it. But. Like I come from a digital world. And so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, I, I don't be neat once you get that going on, because then we can maybe figure out a way for you and Lamar to talk to each other. Yeah, I did get yeah. the I did get like a Baofeng. It was actually um, Becky did a video about getting hers, and so I yeah. wanted to. I I copied her, and that was kind of like the push that I needed to be like, I better order stuff from Amazon before I can't anymore. Yeah. Um, and so I got the two books, and then and the Baofeng to just listen in. Um, so I'm excited about it. Um, we'll up and then we'll eventually do Circuit Python because you can do data also. Right. We'll, so we'll I want to do the high frequency forward. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'd love to do the digital modes. Blinker snakes its way to ham. Everywhere. Balls, yeah. All, All right. right. We're, we're doing stuff we, we were telling people two years ago we weren't going to do, like low power. So it's yeah, exciting. Man. Yeah, it's, it's happening. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Scott. All right, Thank you. Okay. Next up, we're going to go to Drew and Helen. Hello, Drew and hey, Helen. Hey, Drew. At least, at least Drew oh. and Helen. Hello? Hey. Hey, Drew. Oh, man. Oh. Now you can hear me, oh. I think. Anyways, this is a FPGA board that I've been playing with um, called Icebreaker. Uh, and in this instance, I'm running a program on a soft core that's in it. Um, so this, I wrote a, there's a program written in uh, C that runs on a RISC-V soft core in the FPGA. Um, and when I type in characters to the serial port, um, it flashes LEDs. Yay! So the the fun thing about this is it's actually using a um, SOC that's designed in Python, which I was going to try and share, but that doesn't seem to be working. Also, okay, I hear anything? So I don't know if you can hear me, but uh, yep. anyways, uh, that's that's my latest adventures with uh, FPGAs and and soft cores. Um, the nice thing is it's written in Python. So if you check out this framework called MeGen, um, you can design uh, um, system on chips in Python, which is pretty fun. Awesome. All right. All right. Thanks, Drew. Thank you so much, Drew. And I don't know. I can't hear anything. But anyways. Yeah. Well, we, we'll say hi. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. We're Next now going to go to Virgil and then Pierre. So let's uh, keep moving along here. Okay. Hello, Virgil. Virgil. Welcome back. How are you? Oh, guys, uh, funny that tonight's radio night. Uh, I'm going to start off by saying that one of the ways in which uh, Adafruit has made my life better is it inspired me to get involved in ham radio about uh, four years ago. So that's where I am. One of the things about ham radio is that when you're logging contact, 
around the world. You do them in uh, Greenwich Mean Time, universal uh, co time coordinates, uh, so that everybody's got the same time. But I don't have a clock, or I didn't have a clock that did that. So I bought a kit, actually two kits, from QRP Labs in England. And uh, I spent the last couple of days, took much longer than it should have because I'm out of practice in soldering. And I had a couple of stupid soldering errors, but uh, I got it, got it working and time to show. So that's what I'm going to show tonight. All right, let's do it. Yeah. Those lights out. Uh, what we have here, hopefully you can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can see that. Um, where, where, my, where my, my clock is. Okay. Yeah, what, that, what that's doing is uh, there, it's um, waiting for the GPS to sync with the uh, satellite with the satellite. So it's going to fill in with uh, UTC latitude, longitude, and my grid square, etc. WLEM is a constant. That's my um, that's my call sign. Uh, the rest of it. This is a GPS unit, which is the other part of the kit. Uh, this is the antenna. On the other side, there's a, a bunch of uh, components there, including a four-way uh, AND gate and a battery to keep it so it doesn't have to uh, spend so much time finding a satellite every time. A little bit of a memory. It's still working, so we'll have to do that. Over here, it requires a five-volt, uh, clean five-volt, so I built a uh, uh, voltage regulator circuit. That's a 12-volt wall wart coming in. And uh, L7805 voltage uh, um, regulator, Adafruit slide switch, Adafruit perm per proto, Adafruit uh, wires, uh, um, premium jumpers going through, and now I've, now I've got my uh, connection there. Awesome. Uh, All right. You know got, it's, it's going back and forth between UTC local. At the bottom, it's going between... Uh, Longitude, latitude, and altitude, and that's it. So All right, I just thank, thought you was tonight. thank you very much. Thank you so much, Virgil, and keep coming back to the show and tell. Good to see you. I'll do that. Good to see you. Come back. All right. Hi, next up, up is we're gonna we're gonna go to Pierre. Pierre, what do you got going and on? And after Pierre, we're gonna go to uh, Inspired, Inspired Chaos. Yes. Okay. All right. Unmute your mic, Pierre, and. Oh, we can't hear you, but there. Oh, there now you we can. I was yeah, gonna say yeah. I can probably guess what this project is. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I guess you all know what, what this is about. Uh, I was in initially. You can hear me with the with the yeah, screen, right? Great. Okay, good. That's great. You look safe. <laughs> as much as as we can, yeah, indeed. Yeah. Um, I was about um, to show you a little um, project I had done um, as a remote controlled sound box for practical jokes or props, but um, COVID came uh, along the way and we changed plans. And uh, I wanted to show you um, how we transformed our uh, living room into a uh, face mask uh, production unit here. All right. Um, okay. The yes. thing is, I, I work for a, a university in Paris, in Sorbonne University, and um, we are lucky to have an association of um, 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 f um, health and medicine faculty and also uh, science faculty. So it, it was one of the best environment uh, to share um, mutual experience and try to see which needs uh, the hospital may have that we could maybe fulfill with uh, our um, science or, or engineering prototyping uh, um, um, uh, machines and, and all kind of, uh, uh, um, of systems here. So we are uh, right now uh, conducting a, a very short-term study in order to assess the um, um, functionality of various uh, of these uh, 3D printed uh, face masks yeah. in order to meet both the criteria that the uh, health care provider need in order to stay protected, but also um, to have uh, as short as possible printing time, because this is one of the main issues that we have faced with uh, most of the designs 
uh, that we find on online and in particular one of the more famous design uh, which has lots of things that are, don't really get well with 3D printing like bridges, like holes, uh, like all kinds of things that basically make uh, take one or two hours even on a very good machine to print which is not viable when you have tens of thousands of uh, health professional provider, healthcare professional provider that, that need protection. So we are right now trying to optimize this design uh, and once we have the feedback from the uh, uh, healthcare providers, which should arrive in a couple of days, then we can start producing this um, at a much higher rate. Yeah, show us, uh, the, show us, the, sh show us the factory so we can yeah. see right this. Now. So see course, that's, yeah. the, that's the home factory. Uh, this afternoon, I went to the university and we, we, we set up um, eight. Um, other printing machines that are running at this moment. So I I'm going to try using yeah, the computer. Right. Sorry for the shaky image. No, that's all right. And all yeah, right. you have. All right, great. So it looks like you're optimizing how many you can print on the bed, and you have an optimized design so you can print them faster. Exactly, and also the possibility of stacking them so that you can, uh, yeah, you can send a machine that works for 24 hours without supervision. Yeah. And most of the of, of the most criterion is really the, the speed of printing. Yeah. Um, and if we can uh, short this out by a five-fold factor, uh, then it makes a huge difference between something that can be almost as an industrial production as compared to um, a few pieces a day, which is the rate at which uh, yeah. the classical design is, is usually printed these days, which is uh, not sustainable yeah. with the, well, the demand that is. Thank you so much. And um, once you, you have an idea or if there's anything public or the results, please email sure. us to pt at adafruit.com or covid19 at adafruit.com. And we'll PT, let, me, let me write that down. So I. Yeah, pt at adafruit.com. Pretty easy to remember. It's just my name. P. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, all right. Thank you so Thank you. Right. Keep up the good work, and thank you for doing this. And thank you for your good work, keeping the community alive. That's equally important. We're there. We're right. trying. Thank you, Pierre. Okay. Inspire chaos. Two to three minutes, please, so we can get to everybody. Yep. Hey, folks. Uh, this week I'm focusing on hardware. Uh, once again, still playing with my blinky pixel matrix here, and uh, I made a housing for my Arduino that is a uh, five slide pot enclosure in a cigar box and it was not fun <laughs> cutting these like really clean slots uh but i figured out how to do it with a drill press and a whole bunch of clamps and guides <laughs> but uh that's my thing this week just uh all right. Nice. Make well, it, make it in the so inspire chaos the only thing that you know i had i probably should have mentioned this before we're not sending out stickers right now. We're only sending out essential mm -hmm. uh, medical components to people. But we'll get you one day when we're back to sending out stickers. So thank you so much yep. for coming by. No problem. All right, thank, thank you. you. All right. Next up, we're going to go to Mark and then Ian. So Mark, if you can keep it to a minute or yep, so, we'll sure. everybody tonight. Well, I just got an order from DigiKey uh, to play with some robotic stuff and realized that a range sensor. So I thought I'd build something that everyone needs to know right now is how far away people are. Right. Yeah. So right now, I'm pointing it just towards the edge of my room. No problem. But as soon as it starts getting towards the roof. No, 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 no. Yeah, it will flash and tell you no. There's a yellow in there, too, but it's pretty sensitive. Yeah. OK, stay away. <laughs> you know, you know we're, we imagine there's probably going to be you know hats and things. And, and we're all going to kind of get used to this for a bit, because it's going to be a while before you know we are all in close contact or, or maybe that'll just be one of the things that we start to adapt to where it's like okay like we're all kind of a few feet apart so uh good to be thinking about this and i like the ambient like almost universal green good red bad yeah it was just an idea i had literally two hours ago and thought it would be fun and hey your products made it super simple to hook up yeah all right you did a good right. job thank you so much all right, next up is Ian. Ian, hello, Ian. Keep it a couple minutes and we can get to everyone. Hey, how's it going? This is uh, Ian over here in uh, Ridgewood, Queens, and uh, working out of our uh, small makerspace here. And while we can't contribute on the essential manufacturing side of things, we thought maybe we could uh, contribute with some essential quotes. So as people are walking through the neighborhood, we took one of your 64 by 32 uh, LED matrices and we hooked it up, and it's uh, got a Raspberry Pi running in the background. 
Oh, neat. Uh, scraping um, our Twitter for whenever people tweet at us um, some sort of message of hope um, or uh, solidarity. So as folks walk by, this uh, sign is usually hanging in our window. And um, it's really just out there. So as people walk down the streets that are a little bit more desolate nowadays, they can look in the window and get a little heartwarming message. And that's it. This is awesome. So I just tweeted, um, how long did it take from the tweet I just did for it to show up on the screen? So um, I actually have a bot running in the background, uh, and it's checking for um, our tweets every two minutes. But it's the internet, so I didn't want things to automatically appear. So right now, if you use the hashtag, it actually gets dumped into a PSQL database, and I have to go through and I have to approve the message before it appears. That's really smart. That's a good idea. So you can see mine later, uh, but that's good to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, just said, I just said nice things in the lab. <laughs> Thank you for the inspiration. Right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, next up, we're going to go to Eduardo, and then Emily, Mike, and then uh, Adam. So if everyone keeps it literally to a minute, we can get to everyone. Eduardo, Hi, take it away. Keep it to a minute. Hello. Oh, um, I've got the honor of uh, having my first learn guide go up this week, and already yeah. I have a modification for it. Yeah, of course. Here, here's what it boots up to now. Um, oh, that's nice. That's a thermal image of me, and it's showing that uh, temperatures are looking pretty normal. Uh, dark is warm. But along with me, I've got a bottle of tap water that is running a fever. Oh, no. And so temperatures over a certain threshold get uh, flagged with orange and red and other yep. uh, alarm colors. And I don't know if you can hear, there's a little audio sound. Yeah, just barely. Oh, OK. Yeah, it's okay. the, the Pi Badge's built-in speaker. Um, this is uh, my attempt at making a, a fever checker. A fever screen uh, yeah. device. This is really, this is really neat. And you know, one of the things that I, we should always tell people: this is just one of many tools that we know work in other areas where they started to do like fever screening, um, where, of course, you're not going to be able to detect everything, but it, at least it makes people aware: hey, a fever is kind of a big deal right now. So people think about their own body temperature um, in addition to seeing these all around, where they say, oh, maybe I have to get my temperature taken. Um, you know, maybe I don't have a fever. Maybe I just need a more accurate one because this is just, you know, distance, not, mm -hmm. not touching. So yeah. this is not so. any kind of medically approved device and I'm not a healthcare professional, but I'm going to release the open source code for this because maybe there is some place at security yeah. or, um, low income, uh, uh, facilities where this would be handy just for okay. doing an initial screening. That's so right. a place to, to, to send the code to is all I need. Okay. All right, sweet. Thank you nice so much, Eduardo. All right. Next up, we're going to go to Emily and Mike, and then we're going to wrap up with Adam. Hello. Hello. Well, what happened to Emily? Okay. Hey, hey. <laughs> I was like, I've been replaced by, by a cardboard robot. Yeah, it's her laundry folder that is also a Minecraft person. Yeah, oh, that's cool. So you put the t shirt on there and then you fold it over? And you fold it. And she's folding his legs. Yeah. And she folded all the laundry today. Nice work, That's Emily. Cool. <laughs> all right, good work. All right. That's a cool robot. All right, all bye, right. Emily. Keep coming back and showing your projects. All right, have a good night. It's kick, feed time. Kick Mike. Kick Mike. Kick Dad. Kick, kick Dad. Okay, all right. Next up, Adam. Adam. Hey, welcome oh, back, you know. Uh, Lars came in, so Adam, if you can keep it to a couple minutes, we'll try to get to Lars, but uh, we're running out of time for everybody. Everybody be good. Yeah, no problem, Michael, quick. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yep. hey, I haven't had the streaming set up in a while. I've been uh, traveling a lot, but um, that's coming to a uh, sudden and very definite stop for now. So uh, I'm back in the shop. Uh, got a scope you probably haven't seen before, but uh, just powered up a couple minutes before show and tell and thought I'd put something interesting in it to kind of get back in the group and swing of things. Um, so here we've got an array of several thousand little mirrors. Uh, so if you're familiar with uh, modern projectors, they use something called a, a, a DLP chip, and this is one of those chips. Uh, so we're at about uh, 2,200 times magnification right now, and we're able to see all these squares here. Each one of these squares is an individually controlled mirror that is responsible for bouncing the light of one pixel on or off the screen to... Uh, uh, generate the image. Uh, so these ships are pretty, uh, this is kind of a cool area where you can see the little micro, uh, little micro spring structure that's been manufactured under each of these. 
Um, it was the, the, the chip was damaged somehow in this area to, uh, to see this, but uh, yeah, it's a pretty fun sample, and uh, it's really cool to see, um, you know, a, a semiconductor device that operates at you know such a, a much larger scale than you normally expect. So, yeah, amazing. All right. Well, thank you so much, Adam. And it's also good to see you. We like seeing. Yeah, friends. I know. It's been a while. I wanna definitely want to do this more often now. I think I. Yeah. I, think I can, so well, we all have we all have a little bit more time for doing stuff like this. Yeah, now. you hang out at home with your your scopes. All right. Thanks, Adam. Yeah, it's great having SCMs at home because I don't have to. I'm one of the few people who doesn't have to go into the university or something right now to use one. So I wish I, wish I had a scanning electron microscope. That'd be cool. But well, we know someone. We can send him something. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah. 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 Well, I don't want my own. I want to just. It's like uh, I don't want to ever have a, a car or a boat or, or a plane. Dog. I just want to know people yeah. that have a car <laughs> or a plane. Okay. Someone else's SCM is a pretty good SCM because you're not responsible for the maintenance on it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. like this, this thing is like just barely online. There are so many issues with it. The water chiller was down uh, the day before yesterday. Um, half the scan generate, half the scan modes don't work on it right now. Uh, alignment's completely shot, but uh, yeah, but it's yours. But, but it's your but SCM it's and you love it. It's powered yeah. by love. Okay. Yes. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Adam. Good to see you. Okay, Lars. All right, everybody. Yeah. That's our show and tell tonight. Thank you, nice. everyone, for being with us. Uh, we've extended show and tell for an hour. Um, that was a good decision. We are all coming together every single week. Um, this is the time that you can show and share your projects. If you're working on something during the week, you have something to look forward to, come on by. Um, it's on Discord where every we post week. the join link. And then these are all saved on all the various networks and more. Let me go to Noah and Pandora. Yeah, look at this. They got their little project. They yeah, got thermal camera too. It's, thermal. Thermal. It's, it's old radio and thermal time. It is. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye, everybody. We'll see you Tune next in. week at 7 p.m. And uh, we will see you on Ask an Engineer in just a couple minutes. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Ask an Engineer. Come at you soon.